Cape Talk. WhatsApp 072-567-1567. Now, in the face of a mental health pandemic, of a mental health pandemic in South Africa, the share of the national public health budget allocated to mental health care is not only woefully inadequate, but could be better invested in prevention and care at primary health care level and, and, and also at community level. And, and this is a concern because, as I said, we've come out of COVID and it's been a very tiring journey for a number of people and a number of people have not coped well with COVID. We were all very happy uh, that, you know, we were sort of socially isolated. We didn't have to see the mother-in-law and we didn't have to see the family that we didn't like. But it took its toll eventually on us as a society in terms of our mental health. Dr. Kate Mawson is a member of the South African Society of Psychiatrists. Doctor, very good morning to you and welcome to Cape Talk. Hi, Zane. Thank you for having me on the show. Mm. What was your response to uh, the Minister of Finance's uh, budget table speech uh, that happened on the 22nd of February, uh, you know, where Minister Enoch Godongwana, uh, for his 2023 budget, did not make adequate provision? Well, Zane, we were obviously quite disappointed. I think Dr. Maragania's letter makes a, a really good argument for increased funding for mental health in South Africa. As he mentioned, there's there's been an overall decrease in the health budget. And if mental health care is only a small percentage of that, there's an actual decrease in the amount of money available for treating people with mental illness. Uh, we know that about one in three South Africans in their lifetime will suffer from a mental illness, most of those being depression and anxiety. And unfortunately, 75% of people in South Africa do not have access to any kind of good evidence-based treatments for mental health care. So you can imagine this leads to lots of suffering, uh, lots of decreased earning potential, um, lots of morbidity in other areas. So we at SASAP are, of course, very concerned about that speech and that it doesn't look like we'll easily be able to turn around that huge treatment gap. Mm. I, I think after after COVID, I think it's become very evident. And uh, I, I like the way the economists are thinking post-COVID, for instance, they say we don't want to go back to, to pre-COVID where we were. We actually want to charter a new route in terms of the economy of this country. And, and in terms of mental health, uh, I think exactly the same. The need has increased after COVID, hasn't it? Yes, certainly for things that we call common mental disorders like anxiety and depression, we've seen internationally that those illnesses are becoming much more common. I mean, the latest mental health uh, state of the world report has actually rated South Africans, South Africa's mental uh, well-being being the lowest in the world, you know, with the country's mental health, uh, mm-hmm. the, the MHQ being 46 out of 100, a decline of, of about 3% from 2020. Um, how and, and this is the problem, is that a number of people are sitting with mental issues and experiencing mental issues. And, and this is not the sort of, you know, the, the, the very serious mental issues where only 1% um, of the population is affected, probably like schizophrenia and, and stuff like that. We are just talking about um, depression and, uh, you know, just the, the, the sort of more... Uh, towards the regular day-to-day mental issues that people battle with every day and don't have access to to that. So what are we going to be doing uh, in terms of of where we are at the moment uh, as a solution, Dr. Kate? So 
You know, I think that this is a problem that many health systems have faced in the past. We're sitting in a system at the moment where what budget we have is still being quite inefficiently spent, as you say, on that small degree of people with severe mental illness. So, of course, those people require care. But at the moment, most of our mental health budget is locked up on inpatient care in specialist units for people with severe mental illness. And that means people with more common illnesses have very little access to good mental health care in the places that are most accessible for them. So one of the things we would really call for from a SASA perspective is that funds that are available are preferentially focused in community settings. So what we're saying is that we would want there to be a focus on upskilling general doctors and mental health care treatments at primary care level. So that's at the community health center, for example. And we also want to make mental health posts. So for the government to be employing people in primary care for the purposes of providing good mental health treatments to those huge numbers of people with depression and anxiety who at the moment are getting almost no care as far as we can tell. Dr. Kate Mawson chatting to us. She's a member of the South African Society of Psychiatrists and uh, we are concerned about the fact that one in three um, South Africans um, you know, suffer with, with mental disorders and uh, the problem is, is that this has actually overtaken some of the physical illnesses and our concentration um, post-COVID has been a lot more on physical illnesses and it's always been on physical illnesses but we have this problem whereby people don't have that access to uh, to mental health care and if you have experienced this, if you've walked in somewhere and say I'm suffering from depression or I'm suffering from anxiety or I'm bipolar. Can I get assistance? And, uh, you know, you've, you've haven't had the correct referral. Give us a call on 0214 or send us a voice note to 0725671567. Dr. Kate, one of the um, concerns for me is, is that, you know, insufficient attention to the mental health needs of the expectant and of new mothers is a major concern, you know, because um, uh, postnatal disorders are, are, are of a big concern. And uh, very often you are the husband, you're the partner in, in, in that relationship, and you don't know exactly what to do. And the mother doesn't know where to go for help, isn't it? I think that's often the case. We're, we're aware that people really suffer, certainly around, you know, during pregnancy and for about a year afterwards, which we consider the postnatal period. Um, and as you say, I think we're thinking about one in four women will suffer from postnatal depression. Uh, and people do have some difficulties getting access to that kind of care. Um, and we're aware that that's got major knock-on effects, obviously for the entire family. But also we know that, you know, depressed mums or family systems that aren't working do affect the development trajectory and long-term mental health comes of those infants. Mm. Uh, so, you know, this is just one of those things we, we want to focus more on prevention uh, in mental health care so that we're not just, you know, treating people once they're very, very unwell. And so intervening early with women who are depressed is a really good way for us to prevent 
worsening illness in the family system and to improve the mental health trajectory of the of the infant in in this situation. Chatting this morning to Dr. Kate Mawson, member of the South African Society of Psychiatrists, and we're chatting about the sort of very little allocation and very little concern for mental health care in terms of the budget and uh, what what was put forward in the recent 2023 budget. Now, South Africa's mental health care budget, the doctor, as a percentage of uh, what is known as the overall health budget, is at the sort of lower end of what is internationally recommended for mental health spending. Have you been making any kind of representation to government or to province to say, how can we increase this? How can we have a look? Because, you know, if I'm sitting with a child that has got um, sort of common uh, issues in terms of, uh, I don't know, maybe dyslexia, for instance, maybe even, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to do with my child and I don't know where to take my child. My child is just misbehaving. It's become a, a major problem for me. And I, as a parent, don't know where to go. I'm seeing behavior problems with my child and the school is picking up behavior problems, but I don't know how to diagnose. Where do I go from there? Yeah, I think that's that's an extremely uh common problem. So, so to answer the first part of your question about whether representations have been made, certainly uh, on a national level, SASOP is definitely engaging with departments of health as well as on a provincial level. So if we can start thinking about how we can both increase funding in mental health care, but also how we can more efficiently and usefully spend that money within the provinces. You can imagine that's quite a, a, a long-term goal. And of course, everybody is wanting a bigger bit of the budget. So, so that's understandable. Um, but as you say, in terms of what you do when, when you have a mental health problem and you're not quite sure where to go, you know, the answer is usually you need to, if you do not have access to private health care, um, and the vast majority of South Africans do not, I think it's over 80%, then you would need to start at your local day hospital. Um, and and that should be for almost everything. But as you can understand, there's going to be varied skills for treating the kind of mental disorders you've been mentioning in children at different clinics. And so you might be quite lucky and there'll be, you know, a great mental health nurse who's very interested in child care, who'll, you know, be able to do good initial interventions and then refer you to more specialist levels of care. Uh, if that can't help. But you can imagine that there are some areas, specifically certain rural areas or some other urban pockets, where those kind of services are just not available. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I, I speak from personal experience where I've got friends and family who have uh, children with Down syndrome, and it's a major challenge for them. I've got uh, Greg on the line uh, very quickly, doctor. Oops. Greg has just lost it. Uh, Greg says that the service at Tigerberg for for children is absolutely atrocious. He's he's very concerned about this. And this is exactly why you're saying that we need to have trained professionals at primary health care institutions who can recognize problems and then refer people from there. Absolutely. And, you know, interestingly, Greg is speaking about Tigerberg Hospital, which is a major tertiary center. So what we're saying is that that is a highly specialized service, um, very different to the kind of primary services I've been making mention of. And I think this is what we see is that if you don't have great services available at clinic level, then there is much, much, much more pressure for even basic services to be provisioned at specialist services. And so we're back to this thing of we're not 
providing good services at an initial level, which means that the specialist services can then focus on the more complex, difficult cases. Mm. So, Dr. Kate yep. Mawson chatting to us as member uh, member of the uh, South African Society of Psychiatrists, chatting to us about the fact that we are heavily underfunded from uh, the government side in terms and, and generally just underfunded in terms of mental health care issues in the country.